Hello, and welcome to an action-packed episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds. And with me, as always, is... Catherine Weigel, your other host. I have lost about 140 pounds. Whoa. And I am uh, delighted to be with you on this beautiful morning. Oh, I didn't say I was delighted, but <laughs> I funny. am also delighted. Do you ha- Oh, now you're saying it. Now yes. you can't even prove that you were. But no. like now that I've said it. No, just... I may just be taking after you. Eh, and... It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. We learned from each other. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello and welcome. And welcome indeed. This is an episode. If you listened last week, we did kind of a getting started reboot 2022. I'm jumping into my health and fitness uh, episode. And uh, this week... We are going to give you 10 things that you can do right now. Right. So on the last episode, we talked about mindset, tracking, and movement. And those yes. are kind of big, broad stroke, uh, I you know, cornerstone habits. But like Donald said, these are going to be 10 tips to really get you started on uh, on making some changes today. It's not not up in your brain, but actually in your actions. Absolutely. And, you know, we one of the things that we talked about, uh, as Catherine just said, was tracking last week. And I know to a lot of people that is just you know it's like kryptonite to them. Um, we both feel like it is essential in this process. But if you just can't do it, or even better, if you are doing it, if you're trying to do those things and you need some actionable things that you can add to it right now, here are ten things. And here's another thing, though. Yep. Here's a ca- an 11th caveat thing? <laughs> to the whole thing. Yes, an 11th thing, kind of. You don't need to do all 10 of these things right in, now. In fact, don't do all 10 of them. Yeah. You you just pick one and focus on that and try it for a little bit. And then when you work it into your life, when you make it a habit, then maybe add another one. Yeah. There are so many times that I have done the, like, I'm going to change 50 things right now. Yeah. And it gets overwhelming. Maybe you can do it. You know, it's like juggling, which I don't do. Yeah. Uh, you can do it for a minute, you can do it for a week, and you feel like you're all together, and then you stumble, and then you're just, you see it as proof that you're never going to get this right. I used to do that. I was an all or nothing. If I can't keep up all five of these habits at once, they have even those those books that are like the the perfect morning is built on these five things that you do every morning, right. and then you miss one, and then you feel like, okay, well, I'm a garbage person, and everybody else is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but what we're asking you to do, there's no rush. Just pick one. Uh, there are as many as 12 months in a year. Uh, and so if you just even did once one a month that you added on, see how you feel. Keep going from there. That's totally fine. Please don't do it all at once. Don't get overwhelmed. Just decide which of the following 10 things we're going to tell you about is something that you want to try out. Yes, indeed. So are we going to tell them the 10 things? We are going to tell them. So I'm going to tell you the 10 quickly without preamble. No preamble at all. No, there's, no this is plenty Bereft of preamble. Bereft of preamble. I know you're saying there's no preamble, but I feel like this is preamble. So we're going to tell you the 10, and then we're going to tell you the 10 in detail yeah. and what we mean by them. So uh, here we go. Get ready. Get, get out your pencil and paper. Yeah. Okay. Not if you're driving. Pump up the volume. Portion control. Eat more protein. Don't make anything completely off limits. Don't bring the devil home with you. The number on the scale is just data. Try to avoid drinking your calories. Actually pay attention to what you're eating. Stop qualifying food as good or bad. And stay in your own lane. Those are 10 things. 10 things. What that the you heck can do, do they mean? Right now. And, uh, you know, none of them are like 
crazy painful. Yeah, and they're not. Uh, we didn't talk about tracking calories at all, but no, we're just we did not say that. We're talking about adding things. All right. So, what is the first one? The first one is pump, pump up, up the volume. volume. Uh, it's just what we say. It's yeah. what we love. Uh, many people will say, "Well, you know what you need to do." Eat some celery. It takes more celery. You eat celery. Yeah, you and it burn burns calories more calories by, by eating celery. And I used to think if only I loved celery, I wouldn't have been almost twice as much uh, in many pounds <laughs> as I am right now. I didn't have it a would celery be just problem. Just so simple. If only I loved celery. Oh, it sure would. But by pumping up the volume, we're not saying eat a salad every day. What we're saying is add volume in your food with low calorie food options. Yeah, find some low-calorie things that you actually like that you can add to your meals. Now, that might be as simple as a, you know, a vegetable side, adding that to your meals. But, you know, in my case, a lot of times I will I will do things like saute up uh, a batch of like mushrooms and onions, which are virtually calorie free, and I'll add them to just about everything. You know, I put them on top of veggie burgers, throw them into soups, Add them to pasta things. Salsa is a great low-calorie thing to add to stuff. Well, and part of this, the pumping up the volume is when I used to diet, I would eat the smallest portion I could. I felt like I just needed to eat a really sad little lean cuisine and be satisfied. But it turns out that we can pump up the volume of the foods we're eating with, like, like Donald said, with canned stewed tomatoes or with sautéed mushrooms or by doubling the volume. I like lots of stuff in my stomach. Yeah. I don't want to feel hungry all the time. And the way we don't feel hungry is by adding volume to the foods that we feel more satiated. Yeah, like, you know, uh, pickles, uh, jars of uh, pickled peppers, um, roasted red peppers, um, uh, cauliflower. Like, I, I, you know, I really like cauliflower. I know not everybody does, but Adding that to anything that's sort of, you know, cheesy. Yeah, or, like a mac and cheese with added cauliflower is delicious. You know, mashing it up and, and putting it in things to like really increase the amount of food that you're eating so that, you know, it's low calorie, but you're filling yourself up a lot more than you would if you were just eating the thing plain. Right. So we're not super duper into diety foods. I used to think that I used to have to have low calorie versions of everything. Yeah. But what I actually prioritize is I really like for example, a lovely scoop of ice cream. Yeah. But, boo-hoo, a scoop of full-fat ice cream is pretty high calorie, so you eat a small amount of it. But, for example, if you chop up a cup and a half or two cups of strawberries, you're doubling the volume. You're still getting the delicious ice cream, but you're also just adding a low-calorie sweet thing to it, so you still get the delicious food. You don't have to have a non-fat cup of Jello and cry. You can actually have the you know the cup of Briar's ice cream and some strawberries, and then Bob is your uncle. You're enjoying a delicious treat with twice the volume. It's more satiating. It takes longer to eat, and it's good stuff. Yeah, and I feel like you just brought up a really good thing that I didn't mention at all, which is fruit. Like fruit is another great volume pumper in general. Like, yeah, you know you can eat a lot of it. For for, you know, f- most fruit anyway, for very few calories, as long as you eat a whole and you're not just like, you know, drinking fruit juice. Yeah. And we did a full episode called Pump Up the Volume. Pump Vol- Up the Volume. Oh, I messed that we, up. It's okay. We did it well the first time. But we did an entire episode chocked full of lots of ideas of ways to add volume to your food without adding lots of calories. We love food. We are not people who just eat, you know, three uh, walnuts 
and, you know, a sip of water and are full for the day. I like the feeling and of being super full. We did a follow-up episode along the same lines, which I don't know if you'll you'll be able to do this with me right now on the spur of the ready? moment, I'm but ready. it was called Doctor Doctor. Doctor. We did it. We, did it. <laughs> we uh oh, I don't even think we mentioned this on the last episode. Yeah. I don't eat whole foods. I don't eat pure organic foods. Yeah, I mean I either. eat a lot of prepackaged foods. Yeah. And guess what? You can Doctor Doctor. Doctor. Uh rest recipes as well by I get uh, Trader Joe's chicken soup. I add additional chicken broth. I add a bay leaf. I add some fresh thyme, some additional chopped zucchini and some mushrooms. Man, that sounds good. And Bob is once again your uncle. I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) Yeah, Bob is, Robert is your mother's brother or something like that. Uh, But we augment packaged foods to make sort of semi-homemade versions of things. And it doesn't taste like sadness. It's amazing. And you don't actually have to cook a lot of food. Some people cook all the time, super duper for them. I'm not a really big cook, so I doctor things uh, to make them taste better and then pump up the volume to keep uh, keep my stomach full. So there we go. Pump up the volume and doctor, doctor. Yes, indeed. Okay, so moving on, uh, or else this is going to be a, a two-hour episode. Um, the next one is portion control your snacks. Yep. And what I mean by that is, um, maybe it's obvious, is I used to buy, because it was a better value, and I'm making air quotes with my hands, I would buy the giant bag of potato chips or the giant bag of, of, you know, loose chocolate, whatever. And to me, the size of the package is the portion. Yep. (laughs) That's whatever it was. That's what I would end up eating. Yep. There is no value in eating an entire family size package of Lay's potato chips. We manage our portions by buying single serving. It, I know there are, there are people who are like, oh, but the environment and I'm not, you know, we also are big fans of the environment. We use it every day. I live in it all the time. So here's the thing. I have an issue with portion control. I have an issue with volume eating and something that helps me stay on track is having an individual portion of something that can be individual portions of mayonnaise, of cheese, of sweets, of chips. It helps me control my volume of food. If I buy a package that has three and a half servings, I just assume I'm probably going to eat the whole thing because, oh, well, that's a broken chip and you might as well do the thing. The package is the portion and it really helps us. Sure, I can go back and eat seven more if I want to, but having a single size portion package helps control the volume of the food that I And if you have to, have to, have to buy the bigger size, like if you just can't buy the smaller individual ones, portion it out into reusable, washable containers if that's your thing. And have the the smaller portion ready to go because as soon as I grab that full bag, that full bag is going to get eaten. I know myself well enough to know that. Well, and even beyond that, and this, there are a few things that tie over into another one, is there are certain items I literally only buy a single serving of, not seven portions of yeah. a thing, like a family size bag of chips or, you know, the individual chips. If I buy a protein bar, I don't buy the 20 pack. I buy one protein bar because there are some things that I have really a hard time controlling my impulse to eat them. So we'll talk about that more later. But sometimes I just buy one of something. All right. So the next one on the list, eat more protein. Yep. And this one is important because protein fills you up more and makes you feel full for longer. And also on a personal note, this may not be true for everyone, but 
I find that protein does not trigger my desire to continue to eat and eat and eat in the same way that carbs and sugar do. Exactly. So for me, that doesn't mean that I have a certain number of protein grams that I eat a day. No. I don't micromanage it. But generally, I know that I feel better when I have deli ham or eggs or faye yogurt or chicken or and Donald's vegetarian. So there are lots of vegetarian protein sources too. But it is sustainable energy. It takes a while to burn. And like Donald said, it doesn't lead to that like super snacky, highly palatable uh, food situation that happens. Yeah. If I start eating things like cereal or bagels or, you know, or, you know, bready things first thing in the morning, like it makes me just want to keep eating those sugary, bready things all day. But if I start out with, you know, with a couple of eggs or with cottage cheese or yogurt or something like that. I find that I I am much less likely to want to keep eating and eating and eating like I used to do in the past. Yeah, so pay attention to that. What protein sources do you like? Uh, you can even uh, you know pose the question to your friends. Hey, you guys, where do you get your protein? It is a fun question to answer. And uh, the next one is don't make anything completely off limits. And there's definitely some asterisks on this one, but. What I used to do in the past was I would say to myself, I'm never going to eat blank again. And I would cut out a food or I would cut out an entire category of food. And then I would just like it would be all I would think about. Or yeah. maybe I would even be fine for for a week or a month or whatever. And then I would just the craving for whatever that was would overwhelm me. And all I would want to do is binge on it. And then I would feel as if I had given up all of my progress to that point. And I would just quit entirely. Yeah. I mean, those impulses, and there's so many programs uh, right now. And, you know, even in the days of yore, when I did Atkins, where it was like, okay, no carbs, no sugar, no caffeine, no soda, no, 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 no. And then I did that for a year, successfully, question mark, asterisk. And then I decided I was tired of that. And then gained back 75 pounds because it was not a sustainable choice for me. So there are certain things that I have less of now. Like I said, I know I feel better with more protein and fewer carbs than I did before, but nothing is off limits. And one of the things and that one of the the asterisks that Donald mentioned was unless you can't control yourself. Yeah. There are certain foods that I have a hard time moderating. If I eat like I have a, you can go back and listen to the beginning episodes. I have an issue with bagels. I love them and I just want to keep eating more and more of them. We did an episode called Pairing is Caring, where we talk about fitting in foods that you really enjoy in a mindful way instead of just giving into them all the time. So Pairing is Caring is uh, based on a Gretchen Rubin podcast episode where she talked about pairing a particular indulgence with an occasional event in your life. So for example, I pair having a bagel with getting a haircut. So I know I can anticipate having it in my life. It's not forbidden, but I tie it with an occasional behavior or an occasional event so that I know I have something to look forward to. So that could be an oil change, paying your car insurance, you know, fun stuff like that. Fun stuff. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but going to the dentist, getting a mammogram, that kind of thing of going, wow, I really enjoy ice cream. It's hard for me to enjoy it at home. But what I can do is when we pay the mortgage or when we pay the rent, we go out and get a scoop of ice cream in public, not having a bunch of home. It keeps it part of our lives, part of my routine, but doesn't make it forbidden because when things are forbidden, we want them more. 
Yeah, and I think that we've uh, we've sort of um, semi-accidentally started talking about the next thing on the list, which is don't bring the devil home with you. Yeah, this is a big one. Which means that, you know, don't make anything off limits. However, if there are things you know you can't control yourself around, like we're not saying make a certain fast food off limits, but what we are saying is maybe don't bring home the giant bucket yeah. of whatever it is. Or maybe if there's a particular, you know, cookie that you know that once you have one, you're going to eat the whole package of, maybe you don't ever bring the whole package into the house. And this was something that, that you know, we don't do Weight Watchers, but we both did it years ago. This was one of the things that we picked up from Weight Watchers, which was the don't bring the devil home. And Catherine has a rule that she goes by uh, when trying to figure out if there's something that she could moderate or not. Yeah, so I call it the three strikes rule, which apparently has something to do with baseball. Yes. uh, American baseball. Or hockey. Yeah. No, it's baseball. Uh, But there are certain things, even after losing 140 pounds, there are things that I have a really hard time moderating. Now, there are some people who believe that, oh, we should all things in moderation. I think people who are able to moderate can have things in moderation. Yeah. There are people who need to abstain from certain foods in certain situations because it is really hard for me to stop. Donald can have two pieces of chocolate and track them and move on. For me, I don't have that ability to moderate those at home. So I don't have them at home. I treat his treats like they're my roommate's food, like they're my work colleague's food. They are not mine because I do not have the ability to moderate them yet. Yeah, and I write my name on everything in Sharpie <laughs> so she knows not to touch it. No, oh, that's not boy. true. That's no, not true. no, no, no. <laughs> um, but for me, not bringing the devil home means if I try something three times, like I had mentioned earlier, the cliff bars oh they're full of protein Catherine told me to have protein oh they're single portion that's super de duper for me one protein bar turns into two turns into three so suddenly something that's only 270 calories suddenly is an 800 calorie indulgence because i don't have the ability to moderate them at home so i do not bring the devil home if i even go three or four months and go you know what maybe now i can try to have those at home have it at home Again, if I overindulge in them, if I can't control my portion sizes, I, again, just don't have them at home. For me, those 100-calorie popcorn packs, 100 calories, what's wrong with that? I end up eating four of them. So I've tried a few times. They are uh, in the category of El Diablo, and I just don't have them at home because I do not moderate. I can bring one package home for 100 calories. I cannot bring more than one home. So watch out for that devil. It's different for everybody. Everybody has a different devil. So the next item on the list is uh, we're up to number six. This one is a little bit different, and it is to keep in mind that the number on the scale is just data. Yep. It is a reflection of past choices, not future potential. If I, you know, at age 40 was like, well, whatever I weigh now, like there's no going back. Um, you know, my best days are behind me. I don't know how many times people told me if I didn't lose weight by 30, that yeah. you know, your metabolism is shot. The number on the scale is data, and we can get so caught up in what it means, oh, we're no good, or we base our value, okay, I'm down on the scale, so I'm a good person. It is data based on past behavior, and it is changeable. And once I got to the point where I was able to step on the scale, 
track it, log it, and move on and not be defeated. See, this is proof. I'm never going to learn my lesson. Oh, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a bad person. It's not a value judgment. It is just based on data. And we've done uh, some other episodes about developing a healthy relationship with the scale, but it's it's really about finding that fine line between I'm going to weigh myself every day or multiple times a day, which, you know, can be super depressing, and then avoiding the scale entirely, which is the other end of that spectrum, because you just don't want to face the number and face the reality of uh, of what your choices, yeah, I, your choices I find that have brought you. When I start avoiding the scale, it means that I'm not proud of the choices that I'm making. And it doesn't actually have anything to do with the scale. Like, oh, no, the scale is bad. Okay, no, I've just been secret eating. I've been emotionally eating. I haven't been tracking. And once I start feeling those uh, feelings of avoidance, it usually means it's, you know, there's something bigger than just the scale going on. All right. So number seven on the list. And uh, uh, well, I won't preamble. The next one is try to avoid drinking your calories. And for me, it's not that I, I make any sort of sugary beverage off limits. It's just that I find that once I have that sugary beverage, it doesn't fill me up. Yeah. And I don't feel satisfied. And I, I don't feel full. And then I've had those calories. And then I just want to eat more to sort of fill the void of of filling up. And I used to be somebody who was addicted to soda. And I have found through this whole process that I can have a, a Coca-Cola once in a while now, and it's fine. And I still really enjoy it, but I don't crave it the way it was because A, I don't make it off limits. And B, I don't I don't feel like it's forbidden in some way, I think, like I used to. But also, I know that if I have that soda, that I will regret the fact that I didn't get to eat something instead. Right. Well, and two, we do the thing of pairing is caring. So perhaps if we go see a movie, we'll get a soda or something like that. Yeah. Or for me, a big thing is going to Starbucks. And, and you know, I'm not a huge Frappuccino person. Yeah. But we have a policy of if I'm going to get a, a sweet beverage, I get the smallest one. I get a small Coke. I get a small or tall Frappuccino or whatever because I'm getting the satisfaction of the full fat whatever. I know a lot of people do like, well, I'm going to get the half skinny, no fat, whatever. I just get the full fat version in the smallest size. And I also maybe just do it once a month or only on a Friday. Think of all the calories you're saving by not doing that daily three to 400 calorie indulgence. A lot of times when people go, well, cutting calories is so hard for me. Where am I going to find the calories to cut? If you go from a grande to a tall, you're saving 200 calories right there yeah. of whipped cream and high fat, whatever, and you're still getting the indulgence. So yay, super duper for that. Yeah. And I just feel like the liquid calories are just low hanging fruit, which yeah. for me, and look, everybody's different. Maybe it would be much harder for you. But for me, it's just not that hard to avoid drinking the sugar, to avoid fruit juice and, and soda and those things. And I go for the substitutes, which I really enjoy, like sparkling water, which has no calories. I, I actually, I'm lucky in this sense, I guess. I actually prefer my coffee and tea to be unsweetened. So I have that going for me. Um, but I know that artificial sweeteners are demonized, but you could try those out, uh, see if that works for you as well. Or what, like what Catherine said, cut down your portion size on it. 
Um, and I really feel like it's it's sort of an easier thing to do to cut out than to avoid the food. Yeah, and to uh, to to contrast what we were just saying, for me, I have decided that I will not compromise on my half and half in yeah. my coffee in the morning. It is thirty to sixty calories a day, maybe a hundred calories a day, that are totally worth it for me. Going to the fat free half and half stuff. It just the joy is diminished. I'm willing to sacrifice those hundred calories. So for me, that is where I, I I don't switch up. But again, we don't drink soda. We don't drink sweet tea unless it's a special occasion. Yeah, or, we keep or it in our fruit lives. juice. I mean, like you know, you having you know sixty or hundred calories of of your creamer a day. If you have like I you know I I don't want to get this wrong but I feel like it's like one eight ounce orange juice is a hundred calories. Oh you yeah, know? it's more than that. Yeah, yeah apple juice, orange juice, all you that. Know, things. And that's eight ounces. Like I've ne- I don't I never have eight ounces of anything. It was always sixteen yeah. or twenty four or or whatever on top of that, which you know were just all kinds of calories that I I found out I didn't really need. Well, and it's about prioritizing what actually really matters. I would much rather have a tall, full fat peppermint mocha than a half no fat whatever substitute thing so we're not saying cut things out that you you don't love but do it in a mindful way because it can make uh, a big difference okay number eight uh on our list actually pay attention to what you are eating what and what we mean by this is um i used to sort of and still sometimes catch myself doing it i would mindlessly graze things and then even if i was eating something that i really you know was an indulgence I would eat it and then I would, you know, I'd be distracted doing something else on my phone, looking at the TV, reading, even just having a conversation. And then suddenly I would be like, wait, did I even eat that? Like yeah. I didn't even have a chance to enjoy it. And and really focusing on what you're eating and especially when it's an indulgent treat so that you actually enjoy it and have the satisfaction from it and it doesn't leave you with that feeling of, oh man, I basically missed it. I need to have more. Well, and I think that that was one of the really huge issues with my eating. Sure, uh, Catherine, all I do is see you eat salads. But what about the candy dish in my boss's office? What about the candy dish at the front desk? What about the shared snacks in the in the, in the the break room? Yeah. What about you know being at a party and just grabbing a handful of something? What about sitting on the couch and just opening a bag of chips? and eating the whole bag of chips while you're watching TV. There are so many ways that we mindlessly consume calories. And like Donald said, I would finish a small bag of chips, not realize I had finished them and go, okay, well, I'm just going to have one more bag and I'll really pay attention to it this time. I can forget what I'm eating, even with tracking. Yeah. If I eat it before I track it, I forget what I already ate. So it's really imperative to be mindful because it makes the experience of the food more enjoyable. And it also just keeps you from mindlessly eating. I would pick up our daughter's plate after dinner, just start eating whatever garbage was left on her plate while I'm cooking food. I would mindlessly eat. Turns out, uh, I know I've talked about this in the past, I would eat about a 1,000 to 1,500 calories of crackers and hummus before dinner every yeah. night. I'm just a grown up enjoying my joie de vivre of life. <laughs> Why am I overweight? Yeah. Hummus is healthy, everybody. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. So just be mindful. Just turn off the, the devices. Uh, turn off the TV, maybe, if you're not really sure what you're eating. Pay attention to what you're eating. Your food. You love food. Does You deserve to pay attention to it. Yes, indeed. And that is a good segue into number nine, which is stop qualifying food as good or bad. 
Yep. There's no good food. There's no bad food. Food is not a moral thing. Food is just something you eat. It's all just calories. It doesn't matter if it's organic, if it's a whole food, if it's a half food, if it's a frozen food. There is no moral value in the food that you're eating. I was jealous that Michael Phelps, I'm bringing him up again, you guys. <laughs> I'm taking him to task. You really have a thing about Michael Phelps being but able to eat all those calories. found out he could eat 10,000 calories a day. Must be nice oh, to man, be Michael Phelps. That does Michael sound nice, Phelps. though. <laughs> does sound nice, but he works for it. But if Michael Phelps eats a candy bar, you're not like, you're a garbage person, Michael Phelps. Yeah. It, there's no value judgment in it. Calories are calories. It doesn't have to be organic. It doesn't have to be an ancient grain. It doesn't have to be, you know, farm to table, whatever. If all you can manage is a frozen mac and cheese, amen. Yeah. Like, there is no value in making everything from scratch. And I think we, we said it earlier in this episode, like, I lost the 100 pounds by mostly eating convenience food. Yeah. I cook almost nothing from scratch. I... I will buy things from the store that somebody else cooked for me that, you know, fit within my calorie goals. But I eat a whole lot of frozen things that I just put in a toaster oven or an air fryer or the microwave. I'm just going to keep naming just name things, electric that, things. That cook things. And I don't worry about whether they're whole foods or not. And also, and I think we're going to do a whole episode about this in the near-ish future, um, you know, there are lots of foods that are that are labeled as good, yeah. like avocado toast, and then other foods that are labeled as bad, like you put Nutella on toast, that's bad, but they're basically the same amount of yeah. calories per ounce. Yeah. Now, portion control matters, satiety matters, but all of this, the like, and we didn't even talk about this, there are no cheat days. Yeah. You're not the hamburger. Yeah. What <laughs> Stealing burgers from Mickey D's. Yeah, what are you cheating on anyway? Yeah, there's no like, oh, a good day, a bad day, or whatever. If it fits into your plan and you make it work, then it's great. Uh, Nicole, who is a Walt chum, uh, Walt Place, uh, we only look through Hello, place, Nicole. Chum, drinks beer, goes to Buffalo Wild Wings, yeah. lost 80 pounds, is a half marathoner. Yep. Is she a bad person because she doesn't, like, I don't think her oven has worked in 10 years. Yeah. Lost weight. Who cares how she got there? She's keeping it off. She's happy. She's counting the points. Amazing. There is no bad food or good food. Now, don't get me wrong. There are indulgent foods that I know have no nutritional value that I eat because they're fun. Right. And that's super duper. Like French fries, super fun and delicious. There are nutritious foods that are satisfying, that have fiber and protein, that take me toward my health goals. But it's not a value judgment. So please let go of the good, the bad, the, uh, the you know, the cheat day thing. I'm having an indulgent food. It might not fit my plan perfectly, but I work it in. Yay. Move forward. No good or bad. All right. We have done it, everyone. We are at number 10 Hooray. out of 10 on our 10 things. The last one is stay in your own lane. Like Michael Phelps. Oh, I did it. A three-peat. I did it. I did it. Uh, brought to you by Michael Phelps. Yeah, exactly. So what do we mean by this? The broad strokes on this one are don't fall for the next fad. Don't worry about your friend who just did the shake meal shake plan, who just lost 30 pounds in a week from a, a you know a new meal supplement thing. 
or the, the celery juice and fried okra diet that I mentioned. We can get so caught up in the speed at which someone else is losing weight, the new plan that they're doing. Oh, I five people at work just started doing this new plan. They're all excited about it. They're laughing at me because I'm losing only a pound a week where they lost 30. Yeah. Please go at your own pace. Please follow what is right for you. Don't get caught up in the new plan. So I saw something the other day that someone was like, hey, everybody I'm doing, you know, who wants to join me in the 75 day whatever? And the, for a second, I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> maybe I just need 70 going. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Would you please just do what you're doing? You know what works for you. Stick with it. I also know people who have done those get thin quick plans, those, you know, all or nothing things who have gained the weight back. Yep. I also know people who have done the thing and kept the weight off. Super duper for them. Please don't feel rushed to do things at the pace that someone else is doing it. Your circumstances are different. Your metabolism is different. Your mindset is different. And it is okay to be inspired by other people, but not feel like there's some finite amount of weight loss available in the world. And if someone else, like Nicole, has lost, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, might as well just, uh, just harp Friend on of the show. Friend Let's of the just show. repeat friend of the show. Enemy of the show. What? Just because Nicole is at her goal weight and I have a little bit more I would like to lose doesn't mean that I'm doing something wrong. I have the opportunity to be inspired by her, but there is more, there's weight loss for everybody. It's, it's not a limited resource. Go at your own pace. And if you feel threatened by someone or overwhelmed by them, stop following them on social media. Stop listening to the thing. If it's upsetting you, turn away from it. If it is inspiring you, add it to the vision board. Yes, indeed. So, uh, so we are finished with our ten things. Yeah, we, we did it. Many, many ten things. Uh, so we are going to summarize them again one more time quickly, so that you remember. All right. So if you're uh, if you were listening to this in the car, go park. Then you can write down. You know, maybe not even all ten. Write down just the, the one thing that you want to like get started on right now. Number one, pump up the volume. Number two, portion control your snacks. Number three, eat more protein. Number four. Don't make anything completely off limits. Number five, don't bring the devil home with you. Number six, the number on the scale is just data. Number seven, try to avoid drinking your calories. Number eight, actually pay attention to what you're eating. Number nine, stop qualifying food as good or bad. Number 10, Stay in your own lane. And number 11, keep listening to We Only Look Thin. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a bonus a, number 11. That is a bonus. But really, please don't try to attack all 10 things at once. What sounds like it makes sense to you? Yeah. What sounds like, yeah, you know what? I could add some volume to things. I'm not afraid of volume. I'm yeah. not I'm not afraid. Find the one thing that you can add in now. It's January. How do you even say January? <laughs> well said. Very well said. And then, no, it's February. There yeah, we go. February, that, that's yes. the weird January, sounding. January, yeah. Uh, but and then in February, what other thing from the list might you add? Who knows? There is no rush. There's no need to change every single thing that you're doing. Pick one of these things. Um, in fact, here, I'm going to throw this out here. Which one resonates with you right now, Donald? Uh, well. Like, if because it's been the holidays. We've we've eaten off track a little bit. What what sounds good to you? Uh, I You know, I, I'll I'll take the obvious one, uh, number one, which is uh, pump up the volume. Uh, followed closely by don't drink your own calories. 
Excellent. Uh, so I think I will do the like number on the scale is data based on past yeah, behavior, not future potential. Yeah. But again, I think that pump up the volume thing is a really big deal because that impulse to eat a small amount of food uh, feels like, oh, well, I'll just have one egg. It'll be so delicious. Yeah. Uh, but then I realize I can pump up the volume uh, and be more satiated, which will keep me on track, which will make me feel like I'm not swimming in a pool of sadness like Michael Phelps. Oh my god. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I did four Phelps. Oh boy, it's a four Phelps episode. (laughs) We only look thin. I should have started with that. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this four Phelps episode, we have (laughs) many other episodes which some of them don't reference Michael Phelps at all. Uh, and you can listen to all of them wherever you found this podcast. Or you can also go to our website where they were are all available 24 hours hours a day seven days a week at we only look thin.com even on holidays and yeah. if you are at we only look thin.com and you are a lady you Ladies. can click on the link for join our support group uh we have an online facebook-based accountability group called Wolt place it is not a weight loss plan but it is a place for accountability candor insight uh you can ask questions and get support from other women in all phases of their health journeys uh we have weekly zoom meetings we've got a newsletter and it's just an amazing place for accountability and support as you are on your own weight loss journey we have two subscription options the first is a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Walt place is right for you Please check it out. And you can also check us out on social media. You can follow us at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or the Facebook, uh, either way. And uh, you can also reach out to us via email. We will answer your emails at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Maybe by 2023. Maybe Who knows? by then. We'll see. We've got uh, lots going on. So many tips. Nah, we're better than that at it. Um, but we would love to hear about episode ideas from you. Uh, we take compliments via email. And uh, you can tell us things that you want to hear more of. Maybe uh, you you know aren't aware that we've done an episode about a particular topic and you want to know where to turn. We are happy to answer. Yeah. And if there is a particular tip on here that you found uh, really helpful, let us know about that. Too. Oh, yeah. Or maybe you've got a, you know, a few things that you can do right now that you didn't hear about that you'd like to add to the list. Here are 10 things you could tell us about. Yeah. No. Uh, but uh, also speaking of telling things about stuff, head over to Apple Podcast and tell people how much you love our podcast. Yes, please. Leave us a rating and review. We are up over 500 star reviews. It helps uh, boost our mood and it also helps other people find us when they are looking for inspirational and Michael Phelps based podcasts on the internet. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but when a show has a lot of ratings and reviews, uh, Apple boosts that show in search results when people are looking for podcasts of that type. Also, uh, if you don't feel like doing a rating and review, you can uh, just tell somebody about the show because we would appreciate that. Word of mouth is another great way to get the word out that helps us out a lot, and we would be grateful. Yep. So if you're starting to think that Katherine Weigel has an unhealthy relationship with making <laughs> Michael Phelps analogies on this podcast, just starting remember to think <laughs> that Donald and I are an, an inspiration The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. 
you should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.